Hey everybody, this is Josh McKinney, and I just want to welcome you to episode 199 of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. So today you're not hearing any background music for our intro. You didn't hear the little s-s-s, uh, man, I can make that with my that noise with my mouth. I didn't realize that. Shoot. Um, the spray paint sound. Uh, no, nothing. And that is because today's episode, probably tomorrow's or next Thursday's episode, and then possibly even the Thursday after that's episode, we'll see. Uh, that's when things, that's when the light starts to come through again. Those episodes are going to be, these episodes are going to be made without any editing. Um, the studio is basically finished. There's a few little sound things to hang. Um, but you know, the studio is basically finished. And as I am in the middle of finishing the studio, I'm rendering um, this video, meaning I'm taking a video that was, I edited an episode that I edited, and my computer's a little older, so it takes me for an hour episode, it'll take like 20 minutes to render, which is decent, it's not a video editing level of computer, to to, to be honest, for what I'm, for what I'm rendering, what I'm editing, but anyway, um, that day was taking like an hour and 20 minutes and it was doing some weird stuff and it wasn't promising. And as we got deeper and deeper and I found out more and more, it turns out that my computer is not going to make it. And it turned from an hour and 20 to render an episode to, uh, this is why the, the, I think it's the Jake Watson episode has no video is because I'm in the middle of editing, and then I was like, wait, I can't edit it. I need to just release this as a picture and sound so you guys can hear it. But anyway, my computer is dead. Um, So while I'm in the process of, of course, competing this weekend at Worlds, of course, out of town, um, doing a seminar next weekend, uh, a lot of stuff to do in between, the studio is getting finished, all these other things, Um, my wife and I just found out the gender of our baby. Do you guys want me to tell you what that is? Uh, I'll tell you that on episode 200. We'll keep that. Have I told you that already? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'll tell you guys that on episode 200. Anyway, this is a really strong intro right now, but the truth is this episode doesn't have an intro because I have no way to transition from the intro to the episode. Let's get in to the idea of this episode. I didn't finish my thought. Computer's dead. It's gone. Have too much stuff. It's going to be a couple weeks till it's up again. And until then, I cannot edit interviews. Um, But I can still release solo episodes. And so we'll still do Thursday solo episodes uh, forever. Um, And we will eventually. You remember a few months ago, I told you guys, you know, I could just say, We're going to be doing these Tuesday episodes every single Tuesday, these interviews. Um, But then I had this thought of like, man, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't tell you guys. Maybe I shouldn't commit to hitting it because the studio wasn't finished. And I'm so glad that I didn't commit to I'm going to knock out an episode every single Tuesday. Just watch me. (laughs) Um, But we will be back in a few weeks with those Tuesday episodes. And once we come back with those interviews... They will be permanent. It will be every Thursday you will hear a solo episode with your old pal Josh McKinney, and then every Tuesday you will hear an interview with your old pal Josh McKinney and one of his old pals or maybe a new pal. And so, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. Uh, If there is a subplot to this episode, it's just being able to go with the flow. Obviously, this is not what I intended for episode 199 or episode 200 for that matter. I had a different intention, but we're just going to do it the way we can. And I think it's going to turn out really well. I really like how (laughs) I don't like what happened. Um, This was actually supposed to be a reposted episode today um, or 199 was supposed to. And so I had no plan for this episode, but I kind of came up with a plan when my computer died. And so the concept for episode 200 is going to be 1263 days later. Do I still suck at jujitsu? And the idea of it is going to be what big lessons did I learn 
and how much have I changed in the time that I have done jujitsu? And so um, I thought something that would be really fun to do right before that, and we can make this a two-part episode, is this first part is, yes, it is 1,263 days days later. Do I still suck at jujitsu? Yes, it is still the same idea, but it's more of me kind of going through a quick glossary of some of my favorite episodes, some episodes that affected me a lot, or some episodes that I said things that I have re-listened to since and said, oh, this was good, or I think about it differently now. And it's just kind of a way I thought if you were a new listener and you found the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show, you could go to episode 199, you can listen and say, okay, these are some of the places that I want to start in listening to this show. There's so much free content that's just out there forever on the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. And so as long as you're the app that you're using to um, to listen to the show, as long as you're doing that, uh, as long as that app doesn't just keep it limited to like 50 or 100 episodes that it keeps, this episode will always be very valuable. You'll always be able to look back on the first 200 and say, Okay, first four years of the show, how is it going? Three years. Three years of the show? Four years. Four-ish years. You guys know. About four years of the show. Um, How is, you know, what were the things that were big? What were the things that Josh needs me to know right now? And so that is what this episode is. We are already into the episode. Let's continue to get into this episode. Um, so I just wanted to go through some different episode numbers. I'm not going to link any episodes in the description because I literally have 40 episodes to tell you guys about, and I didn't want to link all of those. Uh, they all have episode numbers, and the ones that don't, maybe there's some that's like, I'll say the number is, I think there's some that are like 30 Okay, here we go. There's one that's 49.5 that I'll talk about. Um, and that's just because it's when I used to do Suckless Saturdays. And it is it didn't have an episode number, but it's tucked between episodes 49 and 50. And so um, everything will be very clear on how you could find these episodes and how you could hear me basically talk for an hour on the idea that I'm just going to touch on or just going to tell you about uh, for a second. So basically, this is just descriptions of episodes Maybe this is going to fall flat. Maybe this sucks. Uh, maybe I'll find some as I'm going through this. Maybe I'll find some cool lessons or, or cool things. Um, but let's get into it. So the first episode that I ever put out, keep in mind, I was unable to say jujitsu until like episode 50 on the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. I would call it jujitsu. So just be aware of that. Um Obviously, it changes. Obviously, I learned how to do it. Jake Watson, uh, just a few episodes ago, actually congratulated me on learning to properly pronounce the art that I have dedicated my life to. And so um, that was very nice of him. That was very nice of him to remember and congratulate me on it. But anyway, um, you know, I start the show. I'll tell you guys about kind of why I started, what the motivation was in next week's episode when we actually dig into whether or not I still suck at jujitsu. And spoiler alert, I probably do. Uh, So we'll go into episode one and episode 92. I know those are weird to throw together, but they are about the exact same thing. They are about what I call the end goal method of training. And what's significant to me about episode one is one, it's the first episode, of course, It's me on my phone, talking into my phone microphone in my bedroom because that was the bed was absorbing enough sound. That was the only place in my house that wasn't too echoey. And it's 15 minutes and it's me with no real intention, not beginning with the end in mind, none of that other stuff that I ever do. I'm just winging this. I'm just feeling out, okay, somebody suggested that I should do a podcast. I have a funny name that would work for a podcast why don't I start it tonight? And that was, that was episode one. And so, um, yeah, quick takeaway. If you wanted to start a podcast, I know I waited till I was a black belt to do any type of consistent content creation, but there are blue belts that make livings now 
doing jujitsu and recording it in ways and explaining it in ways and making it enjoyable to watch in ways. And they're able to do that um, because they started creating content and they kept doing it consistently. And this was my start. I don't pay for my life um, with my podcast. If anything, I am still in the hole a bunch of money on this podcast and will be in the hole even more when I buy this new computer that I have to buy. Um, if you guys have any recommendations for a good video editing computer, I'm really leaning towards the Mac Studio. Um, I've never really been an Apple product guy, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I am now. Maybe I'm an Apple products guy. Oh yeah, big other thing is probably any commercial that I talk about in any of these episodes is probably long gone. And so uh, don't be like listening to episode five and be like, oh my gosh, Josh is talking about this product that doesn't exist anymore that he's giving away and it's not there. Um, yeah, that I, I can't help that. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just how it is. Anyway, um, so then we'll go past the simplest way to progress at jujitsu where we really look at the first and what we stay on forever. Um, training method is really what this podcast has produced. That's valuable in my opinion, or, or shared that's really valuable. There's a lot of mindset stuff. There's a lot of other stuff, but I do feel like you could probably do what I did and get all that mindset stuff and get all those other things from other podcasts. Um, but I do feel like if there was one thing that the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show in the last 200 episodes has done differently, it is the excessive focus on training method. And we're going to retouch, we're going to touch on that again. But that training method journey really, really starts episode one. And then I end up redoing that episode on episode 92, just so I can explain the end goal method. Actually, spoiler alert, at the very end of this episode, um, I'm going to tell you about my two favorite solo episodes where I redo um, the idea of the end goal method a third time. It's a little shorter, but it's probably the most clear and concise. And uh, I'll tell you guys that at the end of the episode. Next episodes to look out for any of the ones with Steve McKinney, uh, my dad, Steve McKinney, but I thought two and 14 are very, very, very good to, to, to jump on it because both are about longevity. Both are about being able to lift weights and train forever. And we're going to come back to you guys in the episode early 200s with a lot of focus on building yourself as an athlete, learning how to do that and not as a steroid athlete. Um, if there is one thing that I have stayed true to on this show, it is that even though I'm still trying to be an adult jujitsu athlete, an adult black belt athlete. I, the, the temptation, the thought of steroid use has really never even crossed my mind. And it's because I've watched my dad focus on longevity and seen the importance of that. But also my dad is not just knowledgeable when it comes to longevity. He is knowledgeable when it comes to training athletes and natural athletes at that. And so um, we have some new stuff. Justin Kitchler and I, a few episodes ago, hinted at it. We have some new stuff when it comes to – it's actually not new. It's actually really old stuff. Um, but it's it, it follows the same concept of the show. We're going to take the physicality part of jiu-jitsu and just try to make it simpler and understandable for you, whether that means you're trying to be an athlete, whether you're trying to lose weight, whatever you're trying to do in the jiu-jitsu space physically, um, we're going to come back in those 200 episodes, those early 200s, and really give you some chances and really show you guys what we have found since we've been more focused on jiu-jitsu athletes, more focused on jiu-jitsu longevity and just more focused in general. And so we'll get into those, and um, you guys want to be on the lookout for those. But I thought it would be nice, since we are doing those, is to look at 2 and 14 um, with Steve McKinney, because we're going to talk longevity. Also, somebody that's going to be on the podcast all the time, and you can meet him his first time on episode 7, and then he's kind of peppered throughout, is my coach Kyle Watson. The other thing, and this is kind of why I put these two together, uh, my dad and Kyle, Obviously, they were my first two interviews, too, so that made it easy to put them together, but I thought I could talk about these two talking points. The first one was longevity. The idea of taking steroids has not tempted me. 
Um, the second one was like, there were really only two goals, two caveats I put on my jujitsu when I was starting out, when I, when I was really trying to be an athlete and I was seeing how everybody, how everybody else was handling being an athlete. Cause I was a blue belt once I was a purple belt once there was a time that jujitsu competition was brand new to me and I didn't understand it and I didn't understand training method. I didn't understand the value that my coach had. I think that there are times that, that everybody does. Cause you, you know, you just learn from one perspective and then you look around and you go, Hey, maybe, maybe this guy knows, or maybe these guys are winning. Maybe I should move there. And I saw a lot of friends do that. And some of them it worked out for, some of them it didn't. That's life, right? But for me specifically, this may not be the same for you. For me specifically, the coach that I started with day one is the coach that I will have forever. And those two things, no steroid use and staying on my team, were the only two things that I actually cared about more than going and winning a very big title. I said, these two things I will value more in the jujitsu space. And and then it can be about winning after that. But those two things are what mattered. And so that's why I wanted to make sure to share those episodes. And it was, it, it, those episodes are fun for me, man. I, 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 when I re-listen to episodes like that, that are that long ago, me, conversations of me and Watson from four years ago, where he's talking about um, telling, telling his son Reed when they're watching Star Wars and they cut open um, the Tauntaun and stick Luke inside so he doesn't die. Um, his dad, the son, Reed's like, hey, why, why, why are they doing that? And Kyle says, oh, it's, it's so he can stay warm. And Reed goes, well, is it warm in there? And Kyle says, oh, it's lukewarm. And um, so, yeah, you can you can get introduced to Kyle Watson and his dad jokes and uh, they're, they're going to be back again. They were just back a few episodes ago with he and junior. You guys should check that one out. I actually didn't write down that number total noob move. Um, let's keep moving along. Episode 15. This is still that idea of training method. Original idea of the show. We continue with it. I think that, um, uh, the, I think that this is um, a, a big precursor to some of the training methods, some of the designated winner stuff that we come up with, but it's not the biggest one, but I think it's worth listening to. For me, maybe it's not even worth listening to episode 15, but for me, episode 15, um, I just start to understand podcasting a little bit. I start to understand doing a solo cast, how to ramble, how to rant, all that stuff. Now let's look at a three episodes, four episodes um, that I will highlight for you that um, they are episode 17, episode 30.5, which is, um, remember, between episode 30 and 31, obviously, um, episode 43, and episode 64. So every single one of these episodes, in some form or another, is about losing and learning how to accept losing and learning how to get better from losing. And so um, the first one, though, I really wanted to make sure to highlight is episode 17, because enough time has passed, I can actually tell you what's going on there. I post this episode on the podcast. I had just lost a a match that that probably, I mean, not even probably that I was at this tournament at the event. Every single person was saying, dude, I think I think that they might have messed up the score in that match. And I made sure the next day to release an episode. And I made sure to specify, made sure that people were aware that it had nothing to do with the the that that call. And I didn't even reference the call. Uh and so I think that that is number 17. I think that's a really good, and I'm not trying to say that I'm this great example uh, for people. I am saying, though, that I have four episodes all around the same time, all about losing in jiu-jitsu competition and trying to grow from it while I am an adult competitor. What do you think during that time is happening to me an exceptional amount? 
I am losing. I am losing in and out. I'm losing every single week, it feels like. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm not winning matches, but I'm not winning tournaments. I'm not near where I'm trying to get to, where I hope to get to. And I think that those episodes, now that I'm three years removed from them, two years removed from them, and now that I I actually can win a match every now and then, now I can actually win tournaments, and now that I'm actually you know getting a, a lot better as a competitor, I can look back on those and go, oh, that really was. I kept a really positive attitude. I moved on. I, I tr- focused on what I could control. I did all those other things. But oof, that's a hard time, man. It's a hard time to be a black belt 12 years in um, and your body to just be broken because you were too proud to do steroids and you, you know, you just aren't able to compete. It's really tough to, to do that. And so I just think that for people that are going through losing, whether you're losing in the gym, whether you're losing in tournaments, whether it's big events, it's just... It is a struggle, and it's this struggle that you are going to deal with in jiu-jitsu forever. I deal with it still, and I've gotten a lot better. I've gotten pretty darn good. There aren't many people that I roll with that threaten me too much anymore. Um, even even in competition, they're they're you know they're becoming less and less guys that I will I will lock with and go, oh whoa, I I. I feel significantly better than this guy. You know, a lot of people that I'm competing with anymore, I'm getting to do that. But listen to those episodes because it's been a few months that I've been feeling really good at jujitsu. You know, it's been maybe a year at the most. I I lost a lot of black belt to get here and um, probably will continue to Nah, probably not. I think I'm done losing, if I'm being honest with you guys. I think I'm not going to do that anymore. But um, if I did, I would re-listen to episode 17, 30.5, 43, and 64 to just talk to you guys about losing. Next episode, a big interview, big interview, somebody I didn't know well, here on Gracie. I don't need to sell this one to you. It's here on Gracie, dude. It actually is. I always say that there are solo episodes that are the most listened to episodes. But I want to say that that Huron episode, I don't really check YouTube analytics. I just kind of throw my podcast on YouTube. I don't pay much attention to it. During these next couple episodes in the 200s, now that the studio's finished, the YouTube channel is actually going to be cool. And it's not just going to be the podcast. But, um, you know, it was like the first thing I ever threw on the podcast because I knew it was such a good interview. And he just, I had all these questions but I'm dealing with Huron Gracie and just didn't realize. Huron felt like talking about being present. So we talked about being present, and it was amazing. It was such a good conversation. But I think that episode might have gotten a lot more listens on YouTube. So it technically could be my most listened to episode. I don't know, though. Uh, but you guys would really like that one. Some of the mindset stuff that JT Torres talks about, excellent stuff. Um, really cool guy too. I actually did a, a, some like virtual private lessons with him after that. Um, just really helped help me understand how real adult black belt world champion level athletes think and how they think about themselves, how they look at themselves, how they look about the, look at the tournament, um, and how they look at uh, competition. So that was really great. Episode thirty nine with Kenny Florian. I tell you guys this. I've told you guys this before. It's my favorite interview. Um, But it's not my favorite interview even for the content. I will tell you next week why it's my favorite interview. But I re-listened to the interview because I had the intention of that episode being today. That was this episode I was going to repost because I thought it was so significant. There are, you know, I'm using the word precursors now like we used for designated winner. But there are so many precursors to... um, so many different big thoughts that we talk about on the show. Uh, kind of look at the three lenses. I think a big idea of that kind of came from Kenny. It's definitely different than how he looks at you know the three lenses of MMA. Um, you know, or his three lenses of MMA. That's not what he called it, but those three perspectives of fighters of, of what makes a fighter. Um, and you know, really. That idea in jujitsu when it comes to training method using the three lenses, uh, if you don't know, the athlete, the scientist, or the artist. 
and taking those training methods that those people do and saying, hey, which one do you naturally, which one do you gravitate towards? Uh, you know, which one of these training methods feels the best to you? Do you emo- enjoy the most? Makes you which, which training method do you notice makes you better at jujitsu? And so, um, and then with that, there's also some breakdowns on training method. There's breakdowns on all kinds of jujitsu terminology. And that book is absolutely free. Simplifyingjujitsu.com/slash the number three. Keep in mind there are no cuts in this episode, so that's I guess my commercial. But anyway, that episode 39 with Kenny Florian, he just really is, he's a cool dude, man. I, it's just the way that I am able to talk to him in that. And you can compare it to my other interviews before. They weren't as good. A lot of them after weren't as good. But that one, the conversation is really good and it's like the questions are really good. And he even asked me at one, he even said some really positive things to me after. I'll tell you guys that about, about that next week. But just the, the precursors in this episode are kind of crazy um, if you go through it. I definitely think if you were going to listen to one old interview, that would be the one I would listen to. Um, now let's talk mindset, and we'll talk more competition mindset. I said JT Torres, but what's funny to me is, um, and this is not saying anything negative towards JT, obviously. Um, This is more towards me understanding that conversations with my friends and people I know very well, they seem to be the best thing for the podcast. When I'm starting to realize this at this point, um, and this point is like episode 66 and 80 with Eric Hebner. Eric's going to come back on the show. I'm sure that we're going to have some new stuff with him. We're going to really start creating content with all my guys that you guys are begging to hear to come back. We're going to start doing it, I promise. Um, but if you guys have not heard 66 and 80, where I'm talking to Eric's my wrestling coach. Um, so if I'm ever referencing my wrestling coach in the episodes, that's who I'm talking about. Um, but he's also one of my black belts. Um, I'm his jujitsu coach. And so uh, Eric and I, you know, just a little backstory on him. When I first started out and I was a purple belt and there are multiple gyms with black belts all around us and um, high level coaches and Eric was kind of jumping around and he was training. He, he had lost his coach. His coach wasn't training as much anymore. And so he's looking for a place to train and he comes to head, not HQ and I'm a purple belt and he's a purple belt. I think, I mean, maybe he's late blue belt, but I think he just got his purple belt and he's like showing up to a lot of my 6 a.m.s and he's showing up to a lot of my 6 p.m.s as I know he's bouncing around and trying to find somewhere to train and then one day I'm like Eric you've been here a lot and he says oh yeah he says I'm in dude I want to train here and I was I I was shook it's like why Eric it's me and it's a bunch of white belts I even think at that time it wasn't even me and Huff in a bunch of white belts. I think Huff was actually had a different job at that time. It wasn't able to train Justin Huff, who also, again, me interviewing my friends, those episodes that I didn't realize at the time, but they're so much better. Right. And I starting to realize this, um, cause we can just get so much deeper on stuff and I can know the stuff that they have, the knowledge that they have that I can't, haven't even like gotten into. Right. Um, but anyway, back to, to Eric and he, he tells me, yeah, I'm going to train here. And I'm like, Eric, why would you want to train here, dude? And he goes, I think you have the best jujitsu. And that belief in me as a purple belt from a guy who had been on the mat, he had seen a lot of he had seen a lot of grappling. You know, he wrestled his whole life. This dude, uh, this dude has thousands of, of wrestling matches you know, of matches a, a thousand plus matches just an unbelievable amount of grappling experience and he told me that he said hey in this art i'm trying to get good at i i want to stay here i like you that was so significant to me that was such a huge thing to me um but also those episodes on mindset he's helped me so much with my mindset he's helped me so much with my wrestling of course we don't really talk as much about wrestling now i really think that he's conceptualized a lot of ideas 
um, about his wrestling, we could probably do a BJ mental model style episode where we talk about how to wrestle um, with Eric or even do one with Eric and then eventually one with Kyle or one with both. Um, yeah, those would be awesome. Anyway, next episode, probably one of the most overlooked episodes, and it's probably not for everybody, but if you are a competitor, listen to episode 70. If you are a competitor, listen to episode 70 on Breathwork with Miles Lucas. Miles is a black belt, but he's also a Wim Hof certified instructor, and he throws some stuff out there about how breath work can help your competition anxiety. It absolutely can. And I'm not saying this just from personal experience. I'm saying this like with every single one of my athletes does this now. Every single one of my athletes has been around for a while does this now. Maybe my newer guys don't do this as much, but all of the guys that have trained for a while and compete a lot see the value in breath work because we've experimented. We've done it without, we've done it with, we've done it without, we've done it with. And when you're getting a lot of reps in tournaments, you're really able to say, oh, this is actually helping or this isn't. And one of the only things that we all do besides a hard warm up is Wim Hof breathing. I personally do three sets of 30 breaths. And they start slow. And then as I get past five, I go and I turn it up five more. And then maybe by the time we're at 20, I'm breathing very quickly, deep, but quickly. And then I hit to 30, my last five breaths, maybe I'll slow down. You'll start to get the face tingles. You'll start to get nervous. You control your breath again, maybe even a breath hold for 20, 30 seconds, maybe even a minute. You'll notice you can do because you have so much oxygen. Your oxygen levels are so high at that point. But what happens is you are forcing yourself to hyperventilate, which is an anxiety attack, or which happens a lot in an anxiety attack, right? It's not an anxiety attack. But a lot of times that is the physical response when people are having an anxiety attack is they start to hyperventilate. I'm dying, I can't breathe. When you force yourself to do that, and keep in way, this is no, in, this is not medical advice in any way. This is just for entertainment purposes. This is a podcast, don't sue me. Um, but for me, when I have done this and done this physical response of breath work, and it's put me into that anxiety f- place that I'm in, right? It's, it puts a ton of pressure on me. Because I am in that physical response that if I was having an anxiety attack, I would be there too. I'm doing the physical part. Those those three sets, and maybe I'll do two minutes in between sets at the most, and I do these completely laying down, generally headphones in, generally with not hard music playing. The amount of anxiety you will experience during the breath work is crazy. You're going to do 90 breaths total. But you will experience anxiety. And you can practice this at home and visualize that you're at a tournament. And I promise you will fe- it will feel bizarre. You'll see colors sometimes. You'll, you'll, it's weird. But it helps with competition anxiety. You will stand up eventually. You know, five minutes. I usually do this about an hour, hour and a half out. Um, but that episode, episode 70, absolutely should listen to it. It is what put me where I'm at with breath work now. Um, and I'm not a breath work everyday guy. I'm not going to lie to you guys and tell you like, oh yeah, we just, I'm doing breath work. But when it comes for competition and also deep inflation of the ribs and like your, know, of, of the lungs and like expanding your ribs and then moving around, you know, or even, um, you know, expanding your lungs, expanding your rib cage and doing hangs like dead hangs on a on a pull-up bar or even something that holds your wrist so you can dead hang on a pull-up bar um will help with so many rib injuries again this is totally this is just my experience and this is not medical advice um but has helped me with my rib injuries um most rib injuries in jujitsu that i have seen and heard of that were diagnosed by doctors who know so much more than jujitsu athletes um who never seem to be able to 
to diagnose or help anyone with this problem um, is, you know, those rib injuries I really think cause uh, are caused from tightness in your ribs, usually from your lats. You can roll out your lats. Think about how strong your lats are because of jujitsu. All you do is hug and keep your elbows tight if you're doing jujitsu right. That is, that's not, you got to loosen up your lats, man. You got to stretch. You got to raise your hands above your head um, for it for a couple minutes a day. And um, that will stretch out your ribs. And at least for me, it really helped me. And again, this is not medical advice as you guys know. Anyway, let's go to episode 49.5. This was called the biggest problem facing BJJ. When I looked back and I was going through every episode, I go, what did I consider? What was that? What did I call the biggest problem facing BJJ? It's only a 10 minute episode. It's a suck less Saturday episode when I was doing those. Um, it is about how everyone wanna, wants to innovate on techniques and nobody is innovating on training methods. And that is what episode 49.5 is. And the reason I slowed it down, if you're a brand new listener to the show and you're like, okay, well, why is that significant? Is because if there is one thing that has actually been cool that has come out of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show, and I'm very confident that it has come out of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show, not out of my gym, not out of all these other places, um, because I never would have formulated it, it as an idea and realized the... Um, significance in the value of just naming something if it wasn't for the Isaka Jiu-Jitsu show. You know, the end goal method was not the end goal method until I started the show and it needed a name. I used to tell people that that was the that was the first six weeks to six months. You can ask any person I know what would I tell them when they first started jujitsu. Master one thing. Because if you can master one thing then eventually you can take that, what you did to master that one thing, and start to master other things. Also, most people don't even have one move that they're good at. They just try to generally learn everything and then eventually hope they get good. But if you had one thing that you're good at, you at least have a place to go. You have an end goal, right? And that's where that name end goal method came from. And on episode 49 and a half, the biggest problem facing jujitsu, we talk about how training method is this hole in the jiu-jitsu space where people don't have an understanding and um designated winner has come out of the show since then and so it was literally two years later designated winner i hadn't even done a round of designated winner or that i knew of um at that time and so that's really cool to me uh that that is what happened where are we at okay 94 if you're dealing with jujitsu burnout, really short episode to just three steps to beat jujitsu burnout. I really think it's helpful. Um, these next one, two, three, three episodes, um, 111. Wait. Oh, no, no, no. Episode 98 is actually my first episode about strategy. And it got a lot of response. And to be honest, it was a complete throwaway. I was working really hard to get to episode 100 and have it be really good. I didn't love how episode 50 had turned out. And I was like, I want 100 to be good. And I want it to be John Thomas. And if you know John Thomas, it took me five months to schedule the episode with John Thomas. John was supposed to be like episode 30 of the show. And he was episode 100. Um, but... Uh, I got him on and man, he delivered and we talked training method and we talked what people should be doing better. And so um, definitely listen to that episode, episode 100 with John Thomas. But two episodes before I had this throwaway and it was about strategizing and around. And so many people start to message me about it and say, I've never thought of jujitsu in that way. And I was like, wait a second, you haven't? Like I... I I think of jujitsu exclusively in that way. And I'm always thinking strategy. And like the guys that are good that I'm around, they're always thinking strategy. You know, what's the easiest way? Okay, you know, yeah, coach, what should I do? Should I do my, should, what guard should I play? Who cares? You should get on top. That is what you should do. You should be up two points on top. Whatever sweep lets you do that, that's how you do it. That's strategy, right? Because up two on top, what are they going to do to you, man? Nothing. 
nothing. You're on top. Just stay on top. You're winning. Now they have to run after you. And that's where your guard pass comes from. That's where your that's where your mount comes from. That's where your pressure comes from. Is that he has to open up now because you did your job well. That's strategy. I'm always thinking that way in jujitsu. But it seemed like in episode 98, there was a hole. People aren't thinking that way. And so then we dedicate episodes 111, 12, and 13 to strategies. And we look at the idea of the blitz and the pace. And I now look back and go, I would have, if I redid those, I would combine those into one shorter episode. But I was still newer to deep dive solo episodes about things that I was just trying to break down that were in my own head. And, you know, you can literally hear me in that episode. I'm trying to think through what I'm talking about. Um, and so, yeah, or all three of those episodes. Um, but if there was, if you're just going to listen to one about the strategy, people always tell me episode 111, the blitzing episode is their favorite episode. That is the most popular solo episode in a sense of like people that have listened to it. It didn't have a super catchy title, but it did. So enough people listened to it. And the people that did go, I got so much value out of this. If you're listening to a solo, blitzing might be the one, 111, the most offensive strategy in jiu-jitsu. That was also when I start to learn good naming of the show. Another interview I want to highlight with you guys, two interviews, episode 68 and 108 with Chris Paynes. So for me, um, you know, on the show, I really do try to, and just with any type of content creation, I try to not be braggy about jiu-jitsu and be like, oh yeah, I'm so good at jiu-jitsu. One, because I see so many guys do that on social media and do that with content creation. And I watch and I know for a fact, like I would not only beat this guy, but I would do it so easily that it would like, people would be upset. You know, like I, this is, you know what I mean? And, and people do that so much. And so I don't want to do that. I don't talk about my own jujitsu ability very much. Obviously, when I compete, I'll always tell you guys about how I did. And then you guys know the jujitsu ability of people that I'm beating and keep people that I'm fighting. And you'll go and you go, whoa, maybe Josh is actually kind of good at jujitsu. Um, but I'm going to tell you guys the hidden secret of the show. And I'm going to I'm going to deny this next week you know i'll lie about it but if you listen to 42 episodes into this on episode unedited episode i will give you this secret i'm actually pretty darn good at jujitsu in a sense that like i i don't i mean <laughs> i can't i'm trying to not sound silly when i say this but i don't get scored on very often um and very often meaning maybe I'll get scored on once every three months and I have very good training partners um, and I don't get to train with them as consistently as I can. But I'm also meaning like in a sense of competition, I'm I'm fighting really tough guys in competition. I'm really good at jujitsu. And the only reason I'm telling you this is because of this next statement. Um, and that is because there are certain people I've gotten to train with because of the show. And I've gotten to experience their jujitsu. And... Um, I just, you know, like I thought this would be a fun little highlight because I wanted to highlight the episodes I've done with this guy because they greatly affected how good the show is. Um, I really think. I think that um, seeing how Chris Paynes thinks of jujitsu in episode 68 and 108. So in 68, I'll give you the backstory to these in a second, but just seeing how he thinks conceptually of jujitsu, it was so freeing to me. And I know it was to him too. Um, we both talked about it, that we both were two random guys that had all these thoughts. And a lot of the thoughts were pretty similar. And even a lot of the terms that we were using was similar, which is crazy considering we live on two sides of the world, right? But we started jujitsu at the same time. We both had similar stories of being coaches pretty early and kind of being in charge of a group of guys training pretty early and having to having to navigate that. Um, but then we both, I think, had a natural ability to do jiu-jitsu and then deconstruct that natural ability and say, man, I can beat guys, but I need to teach. I need to share how I'm winning these rounds. And the best way that we both found to do this is to go, it's not as much about the movement that my one arm is doing. 
It's more about the idea that my one arm is accomplishing. It's more about the understanding that I have. It's more about what I'm thinking about in these positions. And Chris helped me get there so much. But what I wanted to say is what's really funny when I re-listen to these. It's like episode 68, I'm a little standoffish in the beginning. And so is Chris. We don't know each other. And we're both black belts. And we and Chris and I have different opinions on certain parts of jiu-jitsu still. But like at that time, we don't know each other. And I am still, I'm very much conceptualizing a lot of jujitsu, but I have not been around a conceptual teacher that I've been able to tolerate up until this point. Every conceptual teacher that I'd learned up, um, learned from up until that point, they tried to make it so simple that it felt like it wasn't doable what they were talking about. Um, or it was just like, they were like, oh, just do this, just do this. And people, anytime people say that, they're not giving you a, another angle to understand it. It's usually just because they don't understand it. Um, they know that it works, but they don't understand it. And so, you know, I can teach you um, all these different, you know, a, a perfect example, Chris Payne's um, being a Preet Mickelson black belt. I could teach you grilled chicken and show you the postures of grilled chicken and how well it helps you retain guard and show you how if you keep guys off your upper thigh, how how, it'll, how much it'll help you retain guard, right? There's more understanding if you keep guys off your upper thigh. But then I start to explain, look, this is why that matters is if guy gets inside that space and stays there, you're probably going to lose. Your ability to not be flat is greatly compromised and if you are flat, you will lose eventually. And so um, if you're flat and you're taking somebody's pressure, you're going to die eventually. You're going to get tired. And that is more of the conceptual approach. That is why the grilled chicken matters, Of like that style of guard retention matters, is because you're protecting that inside space between your armpit and your knee, between your armpit and your hip, whatever you want to call that space, your hip space, your armpit space. You know, I do the, the big joint thing I talk about a lot, all these different ways to look at it. Um, but it's that understanding of guard retention that would allow me to, if you and I were conversating to give you other examples so you could learn it and you could say, Oh, guard retention. This is a huge piece of jujitsu. Why is it never explained to me simply? And usually it's just because we don't understand it simple enough, right? We're trying to though. And so, um, seeing that, seeing that like, Oh, Oh, we're professors, that's what that means. That makes sense. You know, because the whole professor thing, if you call me professor, I'm going to laugh, right? And you're like, dude, come on. Who, who are you talking to? But think about the term. What do professors usually do? Well, they usually teach, but they usually research too. You know, that's what, that's what these big schools do is they, they get funding for research. And that's what guys like when I first meet Chris, that's what he's been doing. That's also what I've been doing, and I hadn't even realized it yet. That first episode, I'm basically like, this stuff that he's telling me is good. I can tell. I know jujitsu well enough to know what he's explaining. Yeah, we explain it differently. We talk about it differently, but we have a lot of similar opinions. And you can actually hear us in episode 68 becoming really good friends. But until episode 108, we're not actually really good friends because we hadn't rolled. And this is what proved it to me is like I told you guys, I'm really good. Guys do not score on me. I swear to you, even black belts, when we have black belts come visit, it's not common. If there is a guy that comes in and, and scores on me, it's going to be the talk of the gyms. They're going to be like, hey, dude, somebody's got to kill this guy. People are going to be calling Eric Hebner, calling Nick Sanders, calling my big brothers. Hey, someone needs to handle this situation. Somebody just scored on Josh, right? It's uncommon. At that time, and what I'm about to tell you is crazy, um, not in competition, 
I hadn't been submitted for one year or even longer than that. The last time that I could actually remember being submitted in rolling, like in the gym, in a gym, like, and this is traveling and stuff, was was a year before, which is obnoxious, right? Um, and I have good training partners. I'm getting good rounds. I was just doing really good. I really, my ju- defensive jiu-jitsu was good too. But 30-something-year-old Englishman, Chris Paynes and I did a one-hour round, basically, when he visited, and he submitted me. He armbarred me, and I was like, my jiu-jitsu is not conceptual enough, and that is when I threw out the technique book, and it stopped being technique versus concept. And I still do teach in technique sometimes. Um, I am not a one of those guys that thinks it needs to be one way or another. But I think as a competitor, it's much more valuable. You know, as an athlete, as a jiu-jitsu athlete, as a practitioner, someone who's trying to perform jiu-jitsu at times, it is so much more valuable to understand what you were trying to accomplish and why you were trying to accomplish it than it is to be able to do what someone else can do. Because if you know how you understand something and how you can accomplish it, it's so much harder to deal with. It really is. Like if I'm grappling a guy that does everything slightly differently because he's only thinking about his jujitsu in form in, in in goals and he hasn't watched the same YouTube video that millions of us have watched telling us about the one grip that you have to use. That just changed my jujitsu. And so um, I know that this episode isn't really about the the changes that are, you know, that the show has caused me. Um, it's just kind of telling you guys about it. But um, those two episodes, really great when it comes to conceptual learning. Chris is such a great teacher. He's back with the villain cast. I'm assuming I should get a freaking call soon to to be on it. I notice I have not been on the villain cast since its return. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Um, is, is that all I wanted to say about that? Yeah, just that idea of, you know, one, Chris is super good at jujitsu, I promise you. But two, it it totally changed. It shook my jujitsu that he submitted me. It was like, I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable that this dude was able to beat me like that. Because um, he didn't have physical attributes on me. To, I mean, they were close. We were both decent athletes, but neither of us was physically gifted. He beat me with jujitsu. And, um, and we went, and for both of us, this is really why we became best friends. We had one submission each in an hour round and probably 20 points each. It was, it was crazy. Uh, you know, I really learned so much about jujitsu and about really understanding time loops and stuff in that round. And so, uh, as funny as it is, I'm just breaking down a single round to you guys that I didn't even tell you one thing that happened besides the submissions. Um, but let's move on. Episodes 140 and 144. They are both about rolling without strength. This is a concept I talk about constantly on the show. People want to hear about it. They're always asking about it. I really think it's it's worth listening. 43, 143, sorry. Um, I think that this episode, it's not, it hasn't, you know, we're probably a year removed from it, year and a half removed from it. Maybe only a year. I don't know. Um, to me. This episode is going to age really, really well. It's called BJJ is Fake and Pro Wrestling is Real. And it is about how the jiu-jitsu scene, in my opinion, is going to turn into pro wrestling. And that that is not a bad thing. That entertainment, that jiu-jitsu entertainment is not a bad thing. Even if it's not, if you're watching a video that doesn't teach you jiu-jitsu, that's okay. We can learn jujitsu or just enjoy jujitsu by watching a video that's funny about jujitsu or listening to a podcast that maybe the episode doesn't have much to do with learning jujitsu and it's just it's just fun and it's it's old jujitsu stories and it's something to do with jujitsu. And that is the beauty of content creation growing in the jujitsu space, is that you are gonna see so many new ideas and so many new things. But 
if you want to look back and say, what is going on in the jiu-jitsu space? Episode 143, I explained to you exactly what's going on and I actually explained to you exactly what is going to happen in the future. And before you joke and think, okay, Josh is being silly, you know, he doesn't know anything, uh, you know, jiu-jitsu is not going to turn into pro wrestling, um, or you don't give that episode the time, you know, the, the benefit of the doubt. I think it's really important to keep in mind that a lot of you are really excited about a match that I have 2v1 versus my producer Bryce and his older brother Brian, the Allen Bros. Think about how think think about how pro wrestling that is. From a video, this 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 match idea came from a video that you guys all liked and commented on that was shared by both Allen Bros Jiu-Jitsu and Josh McKinney. And then it turns in to a 2v1 match. That has nothing to do with Jiu-Jitsu learning. But it's funny, and it's fun, and it's entertaining. Jiu-Jitsu is going to be pro wrestling. It already is. It's going to be more. If you want to be in front of the curve as a content creator, if you want to be just in front of the curve knowing what's going on, knowing the backstage, just like when you used to find out that just so you guys know, wrestling, pro wrestling, cover your kids' ears, pro wrestling is actually fake. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I'm sorry for revealing that to you guys so late in the episode, but it is actually fake. And when you look at it and you deconstruct it, you know, when you were a wrestling fan back then, you a lot of times people didn't even realize that wrestling was fake. A lot of people had no idea, right? Um but it absolutely is. Uh, and when you look at that back then, you you realize like a lot of this jujitsu stuff, in my opinion, that you see that we all talk about and stuff, I think a lot of it's fake, if I'm being totally honest. I think a lot of it's staged. I think a lot of it, and keep in mind, I did something pretty pro wrestling and had the freaking NWO almost handle a guy that tried to jump me right after the podium after I had beat him in a match. Pretty pro wrestling. But to me, was that guy playing a character? Who knows, right? Who knows? Got me to talk about him. It's kind of a pro wrestling move. Everything's pro wrestling, guys. Episode 145, turn your jujitsu into a video game. If you want to explain um, skill development, that is the episode for you. Really, you should listen to that one. Um, always worth mentioning episodes 148 through 151. I'm going to kind of breeze through these because I'm an hour into this episode. Um, but 48 through 151, doing the Chicago Takeover, really, uh, really loved how that turned out. And that was those were the first episodes I think that Bryce produced with me. Um, and so, you know, we did, we did four episodes in 22 hours. We recorded all four Chicago takeover episodes. And in that same 22 hours, tried to sleep. I think we slept five hours, four hours in between that. But we, um, we trained in what people consider the two or two of the hardest training sessions in Chicago, it was the Mark Vives um, uh, uh, new breed night class, and then the the daytime class or morning class at at Seraphin um, BJJ. And you know, I was telling you guys that I'm pretty good, and that I don't lose a lot. I lost a lot. <laughs> I lost a lot in that that week, that Chicago uh, trip that we took. But man, did I gain a lot? Did I learn a lot? So many things that we've talked about in the last 50 episodes have just been deconstructing the, those four conversations with Mark Vives, with Jeff Serafin, with Chris Wojcik, and with uh, Mahmoud Jabbar. Uh, definitely, you guys would love that episode. Episode 158, a dedicated designated winner episode. Like I said, 49 and a half, episode 49 and a half really does age well because it's all about the need for training method. And then, hey, we've solved it. Here's designated winner. And in the early 200s, I'm going to 
give you guys some video resources to actually understand deeper of what Designated Winner is and some breakdowns of a lot of different Designated Winner games you could play. Um, again, that's in the early 200s. 164, White Belts Need to Know. 10 Things White Belts Need to Know. Really, really great episode for beginners. I've been, I've heard complaints that the show is not as beginner friendly anymore. And the truth is it isn't as much because we do so many deep dives, but I still do always pepper in, Hey, white belt, this is how you look at all this kind of stuff we've been talking about. And this is how you look at it simpler when you don't understand anything yet. And so, um, I think that that episode does a great job of that though. It's 164, 10 things white belts need to know. Episode 181, The Ultimate Guide for Starting Jiu-Jitsu, which is also a white belt-friendly episode. Um, And then, uh, what are the other ones? Oh, 172, I was wrong about BJJ schedule. This is when I started to really understand and deconstruct habits. It's like my second read-through of Atomic Habits. I don't know why I didn't understand it the first time, but uh, yeah, it's just a, a better episode on developing good habits. And it's those concepts have really helped me over the last six, eight months too. Um, 175, A Loser's Guide to Never Lose Again. Also great episode. What are the other ones to to let you guys know? Just a few more. A Last Mindset episode. Get your head in the game and not in the guillotine. Great episode title. Come on. Great episode title there. That was a ChatGPT title, if I'm being honest. I always joke that ChatGPT does everything on the podcast. It really doesn't. Um but every once in a while, it will be really helpful for a title, really helpful for a description. If there's ever a good description, it wasn't me. It was ChatGPT. Um, but I really liked that title that old, that old GPT came up with. Um, 188 is about overcoming plateaus. I know that's still something that people struggle with all the time. Two interviews to hit if you have not listened. You're really the purpose of this episode was to get you to listen to old episodes, right? And so um, because I'm not going to be posting as much for the next couple of weeks because my freaking computer's broke. Sorry to bring that up again. Um, but two interviews, if you haven't heard them yet, really, really good. 193, 194. Justin Kitchler, Rob Hanshai, two of my newest black belts. Just listen to those episodes. If you want something inspirational, both of them are inspirational. Both of them are funny. They're fun guys. Kitchler's is maybe a little more focused on being funny than any episode we've ever done. A lot of pro wrestling jokes, a lot of offensive stuff. But then I will leave you guys with this. If you have not listened to episodes 196 and 198, remember, we started episode one on training method. Episode 49 and a half, we talked about the biggest problem, what I considered three years ago, the biggest problem in jiu-jitsu. What was it, Josh? Lack of training method. Episodes 196 and 198. I, this is my pin in training method. From 200, we're going to start exploring and we're going to look at some other parts of learning jujitsu. Maybe we'll dive deeper into breath work, maybe mindset, maybe other things. But we're going to stick a pin in training method. And episodes 196 and 198 were that for me. They were my, not mic drop, but my mic set down on training method for at least, you know, I always like to live my life in six months to a year terms, you know, at least until my beautiful baby boy is born. Oh, darn it. I told you guys that it was a boy. If you listen to 104 minutes of me ranting, you deserve to know that it's a boy. Um, I can't tell you his name yet, but I'm pretty confident that I know his name. Um, I actually, between me and you guys, right before... Right before heading out to Worlds is when I'm leaving. I'm leaving today to to go to Worlds. I'll compete um, Saturday and Sunday of this week. Uh, but uh, before I left, I've been trying to get this this little guy to kick, and he won't do it. And I got down to his tummy la- or to my, my my wife's tummy last night, and I talked to it, and I said, "Hey, you're being stubborn. I know it runs in the family." But if I could just feel you kick, that would really 
that would really be cool for me. And he didn't do it. And then not two minutes later, my wife says, hey, he's, he's really kicking. And she's felt him quite a few times. I just haven't. I, you haven't, haven't been able to feel uh, him with my hand. And I put my hand on her belly as I've tried 100 times, 200 times, 300 times at this point. And this dude starts hitting me like a speed bag. Honestly, I'm freaking balling. I am bawling my eyes out as this dude is punching me. It's such a cool moment. Um, but yeah, beautiful baby boy. Listen to episodes 196 and 198 um, on training method as I put my pin in that. What I was going to say is, uh, yeah, I, you know, we'll, we'll look at training method again once my son's born. Um, but until then, we're going we're gonna to deep dive on some other things and we're going to really expand this simplifying jujitsu flag and what it represents and what we do with it. And the Isaka Jiu-Jitsu show and all these other things, all these other brands um, that are synonymous with Josh McKinney. And so that's what we're going to do over the next 200 episodes or the next, I guess, 199 episodes. We will be back next week, again, unedited, raw, unfiltered with a uh, episode one. No, no, no episode 200 and um yeah that'll be that in a few weeks we'll have a computer again and we'll be back to cool editing and stuff um but until then until next week because there won't be a tuesday episode don't forget don't be sad listen to one of the episodes i just recommended i just spent an hour and 10 minutes telling you episodes to listen to there's no way that you've listened to all these if you have if you've listened to every episode of the i suck at jujitsu show send me an email um, Josh at simplifyingjujitsu.com. If you have listened to every second of I suck at jujitsu, which I don't know if anybody really has, send me an email. I will send you a, a, a free gift, something really cool. And, um, but yeah, if you have just send it with a title of like, I've listened to every freaking episode of the I suck at jujitsu show. Um, but yeah, send me that email. Uh, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Hope training's going good. Hope we can keep growing this podcast. And most importantly, I hope that today's episode helps you guys suck just a little bit less at jujitsu. Have a great day, guys.